Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be talking about some of the recent news, a few roster changes in the CDL, uh, some changes to the league format coming up here in stages four and five, the battle for the A spot, who's going to take it, MVP ladder, some maybe map updates, uh, some staff updates with organizations surrounding the CDL, just talking about general news. Um, little preview of stage four before we get into it as there are no matches this week probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode just because of uh, the lack of matches and just overall lack of news going on in the cdl so maybe a little bit quicker episode this week as we're probably going to hold you guys up with some longer episodes as we get back into the swing of things and back into matches next week so if you guys enjoy this one on youtube be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe if you're on the audio platforms drop a follow drop a five-star review on there you guys have been once again killing it with the support over there we really appreciate it um yeah i'm excited to get into this one probably gonna be a little shorter as i mentioned and yeah let's jump into it brock how you doing today oh we're doing very very well on this monday sunny out still not used to it quite yet but it is what it is it's actually nice here i mean you guys hear us talk about all the time because we're in wisconsin but yeah it's like it's what six almost 7 p.m it's still over 40 degrees it was like 46 47 yeah, which I mean, for some of you, warm here, <laughs> warmer weather people listening, you're like 46. You're happy about that? Well, I mean, generally, if we hit 20, really for like the last three months, it's a pretty warm day. So mm-hmm. to almost be at 50, it's a pretty damn warm day here. Yeah, um, hopefully, it's, it stays like that too. <laughs> yeah, like this happens sometime in the fall. We're like, oh my god, it's so cold outside. But when we're used to winter, and you walk outside um, with your like winter jacket on, and it's almost 50 degrees, you're like, oh my god, I'm hot because. You're just mm-hmm. so not used to it being that warm and sunny, and we're not used to the sun. So, yeah, I'm like, literally. we need to keep it up. It's supposed to be like almost 50 all week here. So, for us, that's good. I know some of you are probably listening in California or down in Florida, and you can't believe that we're happy about 50. Yeah, um, no, we're all good. Yeah. So, we got mostly just a news filled podcast today, just like random things we saw on Twitter that we thought would be fun little mini segments. And, like we said, probably going to be. A bit shorter. We usually approach an hour. I, I wouldn't expect that unless we really get into some of these discussions, but probably more closer to a 40 minute episode. And then you guys will be on minute 55 listening back on this saying, like, what the hell did you, the hell did you say that for? But I'm thinking it'll be shorter. So let's dive into it with roster news right away. London Royal Ravens signing Yuli for Paul X. Um, when I hear this, I just always think of Aqua still, even though I know it's not the same player. Every time I hear Yuli, I just think of Aqua. Um, but it is not Aqua. It is Yuli, completely different player. What's interesting about this is, uh, if I can find it here, Yuli previously played with Ghosty, Fellow, and Turiel, where they won the Boston Open. Now he joins London. So interesting, the entire Boston Open Challengers team is now in the league. Ghosty on Optic, Fellow on Florida, Turiel on the Legion, and now Yuli on the Raven. So that's kind of cool to see, finally, like a Challengers team that had success. Yeah all get picked up because usually it's like challenger team has success the two guys with the best stats get picked up or one guy with the best stats get picked up and like the rest of them are hung out to dry Mm -hmm. yep but they're finally realizing that you know players actually really good (laughs) yeah and we i mean with those players too real i feel has exceeded our expectations you know vegas hasn't had like any crazy results but he's played better than i expected him to ghosty you know, a little bit of a, a shaky start, but overall had a, a great run of the tournament. Um, we know what fellow is. He's kind of a, a known commodity, just a, a very solid, <laughs> good player. Nothing crazy, but just a good player on, on the right team. And 
excited to see Yuli because this will be his first run in the league. And from everything we've heard the last few years, he's always been towards the top on a top team. Mm-hmm. So excited to see what he can bring. And I, I do think this London roster, from what we saw uh, on land against Optic, like they maybe aren't as far off as we believe because Nasty looked incredible in that match versus Optic. Scraps has really looked pretty good since the whole time he's been back. And we know Asim yeah. can be a really good player. Mm-hmm. If Yuli is able to, you know, provide some more pressure with an SMG with him than Paul X was doing, you know, maybe this team could become like a, a scrappy team that could fight for top eight. Yeah. I don't think that was good. It just was in- inevitable. Paul X. Yeah. I play playing a sub role, which is not really a sub, which is you know, tougher, tough spot to be in. It, so. it was just an awkward role for him. It didn't really fit him. And he was kind of like, Probably it was like that or be dropped or something or like on the lines of that. And they're like, you got to try this out. And what is he going to say? No, drop me. Like, no, he wants to. Yeah, he's not going to chance. That. Like, and Paul's a pretty good player. It's just, yeah, like you said, not his role. He's he's yeah. not a SMG player, especially because he's being asked to play with ASIM. Mm-hmm. So he's really being asked to be one of the faster subs out yeah. there because we know ASIM's going to play with an incredible pace. One of the fastest ASIM is like that speed of a Vivid and a BZ. And a lot of times, Asim is that hyper-aggressive go-go-go sub, so you need somebody to kind of match his pace, maybe not as fast, but kind of follow him up. And Paul went from being an AR-dominant player to having to follow up Asim, one of the fastest out there. Definitely tough, tough role. And, I mean, SMG role in general is typically harder than the AR role, just because of yeah. the nature of the role, kind of doing the dirty work, getting in there, going in first. Your gun can't really gun from long range. It's just, in general the tougher role but i'm interested to see london i think they improve off this and they're one of my teams to watch we're kind of going to talk about that a little bit so i don't want to dive into it too much but london is kind of one of my teams to to watch i think they could have a sneaky competitive stage here and maybe take a crack at making winner's bracket here mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately for them they are 60 points behind the eighth spot and they are in dead last right now but jump into that yeah. more later for london it just was maybe a, just a little too late <laughs> Yeah, too little, too late. I mean, they would have to have an incredible couple stages here in order to make champs and have a lot of teams ahead of them have pretty bad stages. Yeah. So they would for sure need Minnesota to basically bottom out. Yeah. Well, they did it once. Yeah, right now, Minnesota is in the process. I mean, that's sad, though. Minnesota just completely bottomed out and they're still over double the points of London. Yeah, it's going to be really tough for London to squeak in. Yeah, they're going to need some four and one online qualifiers and probably a couple top four runs. Yeah. In order to make it. Um, speaking of stage four and five, major four and five qualifiers, got an interesting thing coming back, and that is the bounty matches. I don't know how much you remember these because I know like MW wasn't really your year. This is where they, I remember it most from. I know that they were in other years. Um. But for major Cold four War? and five qualifiers, they're there. Yeah, I think they were Cold War. I know for sure they were there in MW. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's like it's like isn't it like a ten thousand dollar prize for the winning team? Yeah. Like so bounty matches are back. Major four and five, ten thousand dollars goes to the winning team. So I'm assuming just players just probably split it evenly. Who knows? Maybe the orgs even take a cut of those. Um, got Jacob Hill here saying that in his opinion they should have put that 120k because uh, I'm not. I have it up here. Yeah, I'm assuming it's 12 matches, obviously, for 120K. Um, he's like, we should just put that towards uh, a prize for the champs MVP. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. then play a live legally binding game of Splitter Steel. That would be funny and entertaining. Um, yeah. <laughs> but take the lot or 30K each for the team. Um, 
something like that. He's like saying like it would be kind of fun if they just threw the 120k part of it towards like a champs MVP or like maybe towards like some kind of other entertainment at champs, like a one v one tournament would be my idea or something like that. Like they had an MW that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, um, like or just that. something to sweeten up the champs pool. But I don't hate the wager matches because I think the idea behind it originally was when teams are basically eliminated, they'll still at least try. Because like, them. I mean, how many they have London on here twice? Extra motivation for the players. Yeah, so like you put those bottom teams on there. Maybe come stage five, they're like, we're really out of this. We can't make champs. They maybe not uh, might not be trying as hard if they're not as motivated. Um, and then maybe you throw this out there and like, hey, you could win twenty five hundred dollars if you just win this match for a quick hour and a half of your time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they try a little harder. But um, we got a few of the matches. Coming up April 7th, London versus Boston, Seattle versus Florida, Minnesota versus New York. Then on April 8th, got Optic versus New York and Ultra versus FaZe. Those are a couple of really good uh, bounty matches. Then on Sunday, April 9th, LAG versus Vegas. And then for the major five qualifiers, you got a Boston versus Florida match, Atlanta versus London, Florida versus LAT, LAG versus New York, Minnesota versus Vegas, and then Optic versus Toronto. Um. So interesting to watch those kind decent of fun. matches. Yeah. yeah. Decent matches, a little extra added bonus, a little extra motivation to win. Cause you know, if you're a team like, uh, I think somebody showed up in there three times or a lot of them showed up there at least two times, you know, quick extra chances to make an extra $5,000, Now, not bad. A little bonus there. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're a player that's, you know, on the minimum. <laughs> yeah. You're on the minimum or your team kind of sucks and you haven't been winning uh, a lot of tournaments. Just, Win your two uh, bounty matches, get a quick extra five thousand dollars. It's a nice little bonus for the year. I'd say so. <laughs> um, so that should be interesting to see. I, 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 a lot of people are really against them, but I don't hate those matches being a thing. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the battle it. for the A spot, though. Who's going to take Ooh. it? I've got the standings up here. I can kind of read them to you, read them to the the viewers, so everybody knows where we kind of stand here. Let me find it. I saw it in a, a Jacob Hale tweet. Oh, where are the standings here? Here they are. Um, the boys are alive still. <laughs> yeah. So basically the top seven, it isn't locked. Like it's not actually clinched, but the top seven, I mean, phase ultra, very safe optic, very safe subliners. I would even say like thieves are safe. I would say Seattle. I mean, they are 40 points ahead of not 20 points ahead of eighth. Mm-hmm. We would basically say the top seven are safe unless something catastrophic happens. So like Thieves, Boston, or Seattle, where they literally can't win a match for two stages. So bottoms out. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like Seattle could basically not win a match for a while, or like go two and three, one and four, win a match or two at the tournament, and they're probably still in. Like they could have a horrible end to the year and probably still be in. So our top <laughs> seven of Phase, Ultra, Optic, Subliners, Thieves, Boston, and Seattle pretty much locked. So we're just going to debate the eighth seed. And who's going to get it? Like our early prediction, if we had to take a stab, say who's going to get it? Where are we going? So eighth right now is the Rocker at 110. They definitely have the inside track because mm-hmm. they are 20 up on the Legion who are in ninth at 90. And then Gorillas in Florida are tied at 70 and London is at 50. So the team odds on favor to do so would be Minnesota because they do have a two match lead over the next team and then four matches over the next two and then six matches over London. So Minnesota with a clear advantage, they're definitely the favorite to do so, but you got a prediction who you, you think is going to take home that eight seed? Don't let your LAG bias blind you. Uh, so here's the thing. 
If if LAG picks up Gunless, they're making the champs. If not, they're not gonna champs. Is that even in talks now though? I don't think so. I was gonna say because like they just they don't have any backing. Like they don't have any funding. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's chalked. They should have done it earlier before the whole fiasco. I'm assuming that's yeah. We always were like wondering why they weren't making roster changes, but now it, it seems a lot more obvious. They were planning on getting out, so they weren't gonna be paying anybody to make any changes. Obviously, yeah. Um, I I would Vegas. Something about them just tells me they're just gonna make a run. You think? Yeah, Clayster and Donnie, TJ. See, I think of the teams down here, I do think Vegas is like probably the best team. Like, I I don't know. Like, if I were to say like the order of which. Like what teams I want to make it. This Minnesota team, you know how much I love Minnesota, and um, we're gonna go see Minnesota play a couple matches in a few weeks. We'll talk about that later. But like, I love this Minnesota team. I want to say them. I think that the two teams that I think have like almost zero chance. I think LAG and London. Um, I actually like London's new team, and I think that they're maybe better than LAG and could be very good at their peak. The problem is they're just so far behind. Yeah. Like Lit. even if London ends up being very good, they might have to damn near win an event or get a couple top fours just to have a chance to make it. You get ten points per per win. Ten points per win, and like like Vegas finished top six this weekend, and they got twenty points. Okay. So like, think even if even if London goes three and two in qualifiers and finishes top six, that would get them fifty points. They're still behind Minnesota if Minnesota gets zero wins. Jeez. Minnesota goes 0 and 6 again in this stage, and London goes 3 and 2 and, fin- and wins two matches at the event going to top six. That means mm-hmm. that they would still be 10 points behind Minnesota. So, like, they have so. That, that's assuming that Minnesota wins zero, Vegas wins, like, none. Like, London basically has to dominate the next two stages. So, I'd say London has zero chance. Yeah, they have to go, like, 5 and 0 in qualifiers yeah. and place top six. At, yeah. Or, or higher. <laughs> They have to dominate, basically, which I think they're going to improve. I just don't think it's going to be enough. LAG, my next team, I think basically has zero chance. They just have no ability to make roster changes. They're just kind of in a mess. Who knows what's going to happen with RCD's hand? That team has no chance to me. It seems like the, the team the team is just chucked overall. They're just playing the yeah. play. I think if Florida was in like Vegas's position where they had maybe 20 more points and were at 90, I might pick them. I think Florida... I think LAG and London have no chance. I think Florida has a, a puncher's chance, but they also, once again, are 40 points behind that spot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of points. A lot of, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's that's four and one in qualifiers just to even them out, and then what happens at the major? Yeah, that, I think uh, Florida has a chance, but I'm going to put them as my third most likely. I really want to say Vegas because it's the team I want to make most, but I'm going to put them as second most likely just because of where they're at. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say Minnesota has a slight bounce back with a potential roster change in the horizon. I think Minnesota gets the eighth spot mostly because of the fact that they have the inside track for it right now. Yeah. So I'm going to say Minnesota gets it, but I'm hoping Vegas gets it or Florida. I'll, I'll uh, determine uh, a little bit better when we go see Minnesota play. Yeah, we get to watch them play LAG in Florida. So, you know, like, it's all bottom teams that are ending up coming, but I'm, like, excited because Minnesota kind of sucks right now. LAG kind of sucks right now. Florida, I really like a lot of players in that team, so I'm excited to watch them play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's COD, and it's in-person, it's land events. They're just fun. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But So you got you got Vegas making it? I'm a trust Clayster and the boys. 
Yeah. So what's your order for like most likely to make it for the eighth spot to least likely just quick order? Um, well, let's go Vegas. I would do Minnesota because I don't think they're going to go open five again. Yeah. Then you got who? Gorillas, Florida, <laughs> London. So you basically got the order it's in now, except you're flopping Vegas and Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Minnesota, Vegas, then Florida, and then I think I'll put London over LAG even because I just think this LAG team is chalked. <laughs> um, but Fair. <laughs> I just got Minnesota mostly because of the lead. That's basically the, the thing here. I don't trust yeah. enough of the teams below them to consistently win. I think like... Florida and Vegas could flash, but I don't trust them to go like three and two or better in both stages and have good runs. I think they're both bound to like bottom out with the top 12 or top eight at some point, which they can't afford. Yeah. They need, they need that winner's bracket. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Got to get there. Got to get that luck and get into that winner's bracket. Um, Let's talk MVP. So CDL Intel posts an MVP ladder, you know, here and there. Um, and the one that Mr. Crone posted on Twitter is the post major three CDL Intel MVP ladder. All five were clear favorites over everyone else, but a BZ remained number one in their poll. I think it's just like voters from breaking point that all vote. I'm not exactly sure we can read who else got votes, but his ladder has a BZ one, Celium two, Scrappy three, Pred four, Hydra five. Um, and then if I pull this up here, others receiving votes. Um, Dashy got four votes. Kleenex got three votes. Simp got two votes. Shotzi got two. And Awakening received a vote. Agree with this list. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to like completely disagree because it's just five incredible players at the top, and then the other guys that received votes all make sense. Except Awakening's a little odd. We'll say that. Awakening uh, fan, whoever that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can see the Dashy. I mean, he has been popping at points for that team. I can see Kleenex even because he plays the most impactful role on a team that just won an event. So a little recency bias going in there. Simp is simp. So it's like, yeah. Although I don't know that this year he's deserving of MVP. He's been good, but not normal simp. Shotzi, kind of the same thing. Most impactful role on a team that just made a crazy run. Um, Very good player. Awakening a little confusing. But you you think this is correct? The Let's just talk about the top five. Would you switch anyone out that's not in there? Would you switch the order at all? Initial thoughts? Mm, I would maybe switch scrap to a, above above Selim right now. So you'd go with uh you'd go with what a BZ one and then scrap two Selim three and then Sim four Pred five. I mean yeah, or excuse me, not this picture on here is wrong. Not Sim four, sorry, Pred four Hydra five. Just uh, I just don't think they're they would give it to Selim again. Since he won it, yeah, that's fair. And I mean, yeah, our CDL MVPs. If those of you that don't know, in Modern Warfare, it was Shotzi in his rookie year won MVP, uh, and then in Cold War, it was Mister Simp on Phase in their dominant year, and then in Vanguard, it was Selium also on Phase. Um, so then that would make a BZ potentially if he ends up winning it, as this latter would suggest. We'd have that entire trio has won an MVP. That's just absurd. Gee, I just, um, I would, mm, I would put Pred up there, but, but Pred do some work with this team. See, for me, I do think it's fair to have a BZ at one. I wanted to say Pred, but 
the reason I can't go with him is just because his team hasn't won a tournament. I, th- I do think one of the qualifiers for MVP is like probably your team has to win a tournament unless it's like phase last year where you're like literally getting second every tournament. And yeah. it's like, okay, they're in, especially in a, a year last year where like we had teams like Seattle winning and taking last and like Optic winning and then finishing like top eight, top six and stuff. Like you get a lot of teams winning and then like bottoming out LAG winning and taking last. Mm-hmm. Um, where like phase was the only team that was consistent. So oh, I, I could get on board and sell was unreal. Whereas like this year I, I wanted to say Pred was number one because he's just so good and like carries that Seattle team. But at the same time, hasn't won an event yet. So if they if they win one of the last two, maybe I'm assuming that means that Pred played incredible. Yeah. I'd maybe say Pred, I, but like looking at a BZ splits here, 0.98 and hard point, 21 and a half kills per minute. Search and destroy a 1.33 on the year with 0.9 kills per round. Almost a kill per round. That might not sound insane, but that's insane. His first blood percentage is 60%. The first blood machine. And his control is a 1.12, you know, just not a not too shabby 1.12. Uh, and yeah. he plays the hardest role in COD. The mm-hmm. ultra hyper aggressive SMG. So I do have him one. I think I have Pred at two, actually. Um, I'll throw Scrappy in there at three, maybe then sell him at. Uh, I'll throw Selium at five, actually. I'll put Hydra at four. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Selium guy, but Hydra's had a, a crazy year um, and been the best player on his team that won, where I don't know that Selium's been the best player on his team, probably second. Yeah. So I'll drop Selium from two to five just because, like you said, I also think he has almost no chance to win the MVP this year just because of the fact that he won last year. And regardless of if it's fair or not, voter fatigue in all sports is a thing, and they never like to give people back-to-back unless yeah. they like absolutely have to, a.k.a. Yeah. what's happening to Giannis right now. The league hates him. <laughs> unlucky yeah, yeah but, I, but but definitely pred i feel like if pred gets like a to what top three like top four and then one chance he might get it i i think they finished voting on it before champs though uh, okay so he has to win it's one of the next like, two then play yeah. the next one it's kind of like in sports where they vote for a playoff so playoffs don't really factor in at all because it's yeah. regular season mvp and mm-hmm. then they have like the finals MVP. So it, I, I would say if Pred wins major four or five, if Seattle wins major four or five, I think Pred's going to win MVP. It's got to be, yeah. But it, who knows? If the Toronto, Toronto boys win again, Scrap goes off, Scrap Butter win the record. Same thing with FaZe. Mm-hmm. FaZe wins again. I feel like yeah. BZ almost locks it up. I wonder if Optic uh, wins, a, like, wins the next one of the two. If uh, and Shotzi goes off, will Shotzi somehow maybe win it? I think Shotzi would definitely get more into the conversation. I feel like Optic would have to have like a win in a top three, just because of the fact that they do have that last place, um, mm-hmm. then a fourth, then a second. Like they've been pretty consistently. If they get like another top three and a win, I think Shotzi could get himself right up in that conversation. But kind of tough, just because he hasn't won. Like I said, if you don't win, it's pretty hard to get yourself in that conversation. AKA. I mean, the top five in this is two phase guys who have won, Scrappy who's won, Hydra who's won, and then Pred's also in there. Um, yeah. Who, you know, hasn't won, but he's Pred. He's incredible. Um, yeah, so he's dropping numbers. Numbers, yeah. So it, it's, yeah, it's tough, but I would say you're probably going to have to win an event. So basically, if you don't win an event this year, almost disqualified from it because the only case would be Selium last year, which was kind of an anomaly. I don't think it's going to happen very often where you don't win an event. Um, yeah. and you win MVP. And, and also last year, I swear, some never went negative in his life. Yeah, Vanguard. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, like, like, like this game, I've seen him go negative, but like not like last year. It's like actually impossible for him to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Guy is unreal. You just it's he's he's a glitch on the map. Um let's talk a little bit about league type stuff now. Many people are saying Expo, the new map, uh, is better in control than Fortress. Hard yeah. point, they're saying a little questionable because it is massive. I haven't really played it much, but apparently the map is very big. Search and destroy. They're also saying it's questionable because there's an explodable car basically on a bomb from what I've heard, which is an interesting place to put that. So the offense yeah. would basically have to nade it probably off spawn in order to blow it up so they don't just blow it up while they're planning. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently because of like the third person cam glitch or whatever, they might not be able to use it. To me, it sounds like pros being lazy and an excuse to not have to learn a new map. Um, but First of all, that glitch, thats I don't think they have it in private match in their patch they play out, but the glitch that's in ring play, we always talk about how ridiculous it is. You get to yeah. be in third person for like 20 seconds, just calling out to your teammate like an entire section of the map that you should have no way to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently Expo might not be coming in because of that whole third person glitch, um, which means you might have another stage of Fortress Control, Brock. Man, can everyone just veto it? I don't want to watch that ever again. <laughs> it's... I'm very convinced I can't in at least in my time period that I have I would feel like a, a pretty good knowledge, maybe more than the average viewer, which would be Black Ops 2 on for competitive. I cannot remember a worse map and mode combination. Literally. And if there is, it's not a blowout. Fortress Control is up there in the top two or three. If there's maybe one I can't think of. I can't think of a more one sided map ever. They like compared the stats, it's even more one sided than Gavutu was. And Gavutu was pretty damn one-sided. Yeah. That, it's worse than Gavutu, that's all you gotta say. 100%. I Gavutu was insanely hard to win in offense, but I actually felt like if you went into a round five and you were, like, even if you were playing a like, pretty even team, you had a chance to break through, you know, get a streak, maybe funnel it, you get on B early or whatever point was away in the back in their spawn. You have a chance. Very mm-hmm. unlikely, but you have a chance. This map, you almost have zero chance unless the other team just incredibly screws up. Yeah. You literally have to, like, world star, basically, a kid to get out of your spawn. <laughs> and, like, on Gavutu, you could have, like, a wave of deaths when the map was so big that you could, like, kind of, like, still funnel out, get your kills. But, like, if you get, like, th- if the defense gets, like, three down, you're basically, as long as they're not, like, complete burgers, they get you in a spawn trap. And then it's just round over. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch that. It is awful to watch. It's awful to play. It's just, it's awful. Get Expo in there unless it's just completely broken. I don't know. God, just do it anyways. Yeah, so unfortunately, we might have to watch some more Fortress Control. Some other news within CDL and surrounding organizations. Adam Apicella is no longer with Esports Engine. Basically, posted a, a long post that he's he's moving on, maybe to other ventures, which very sad to see because Adam Apicella, an absolute goat and OG of the scene from his days, um, setting up events for MLG. And a lot of the players seem to love him. Like Aix even said, like, we didn't appreciate you enough. Back when we were all, like, spoiled kids complaining about everything, we didn't realize how much you were doing. Adam Epicella, mm-hmm. um, one of the GOATs, Esports Engine, is, like, running uh, all the events for the CDL, pretty much, organizing things. They're very good at what they do. He's very good at what he does. So sucks to see him leave Esports Engine because we know yeah. he won't be really working, at least for now, on the COD events. And we know how good he is at it, so it sucks to see him leave. Yeah. It really is, but he's got some people over there. Will you know? Hopefully, t- pick up the slack. And it sounds like he's going to be like potentially doing something else in the esports business world. So excited to see what his next venture is. But shout out to 
Mr. Adam Episello, one of the goats and OGs of the scene. Yes, sir. All right, Brock. This one's going to be quick because I want to just get more talk about actual stage four rather than hypotheticals like we've been doing a lot here. But Breaking Point made a post about assembling your all-time 4v4 dream team. And you know, this changes from day to day depending on how you're feeling. So we may have done this 100 times and our answer changes every time. But it's just something a little different to talk about. We can just dive into it really quickly. Don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But it's basically like the classic. We've done a draft on it before and stuff. It was like one of the ways we introduced you to the people is um, mm-hmm. kind of just talking about like a 4v4 dream team. So not a lot of thought going into it. I didn't even like think about what my roster was going to be. Just kind of random. Um, doing like the whole, like I would take IW formal, that kind of thing. Like us player from a specific game. You got players in mind. You got a, a roster in mind. Your four players you'd want from any game or like people. just overall. So like from this, it's like the examples like ghost crim bo two karma. So like not, okay. not like you're just taking like a BZ, like you'd be taking like specifically a, a game of a BZ or something. Um, well, uh, the first one that comes to mind is, uh, IW formal. Yeah, I feel like he's on everybody's list. You know, it's like the, it's the one that comes to mind. Champs IW formal is maybe the greatest player we've ever seen at a specific event. Yeah, <laughs> hard, um, hard to top that one. Trying to think. And this here. this would be like purely to win, not off who you really like. I would, would say this is like it. purely to win. You could assemble like your all time. We how about let's do that quickly? Just like say. You want to win, and then maybe like if anybody else comes to your mind of like who you'd want as a favorite team, having they could go never win a match, but who you'd love to watch because you'd like the players. All right, um, man, I would do Scump, IW, not IW, AW Scump. Yep, the T2P Duo Connection. Um, yep, Black Ops. I don't. I'm not gonna do that one. Uh, let's do uh, we'll we're Vanguard Kenny at the end. Vanguard Kenny at the end, not World War Two. I should. I mean, I'm just Vanguard Kenny. Okay, I still feel like World War Two Kenny was so different. He did win back to back MVPs, and I'm arguing it. So I mean, like, I mean, anybody arguing that you can just say he won back to back MVPs. Yeah, it's it's a good pick. And we're going to do Black Ops 3 Apathy, so three subs. Okay. But Kenny can play Black the flex. Ops 3. Yeah, Kenny can flex. Um, Black Ops 3 Apathy was so good, though. People don't know about that. I was like, That's a good shout. It's not one a lot of people. I bet you like almost nobody in the comments section picked that one, but Black mm-hmm. Ops 3 Apathy towards the end of the year. The funny thing is the first post I saw had BO3 John in it. <laughs> his duo the first thing i saw but black ops 3 apathy was so good um that's just off the top of my head right now i can think of way more but i was trying to think of a team and i was like one of the flexes i thought of was like vanguard Selium, but i was kind of like he's a little slow to duo with the ar i want and then i thought about like black ops 4 dashy the maddox mm-hmm. but he's also a little slow to go with the ar i want I think I want IW Formal on the main just because it's so hard not to. I think a good shout out is also Black Ops 4 Octane. He was like so mm-hmm. good at Black Ops 4. But I'll take IW Thanks. Formal just because Champs IW Formal is maybe the greatest player I've ever seen at a single event. Um, for my flex, I think I'm going to go with Black Ops 2 Karma. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like Black Ops Two, Karma, but I I didn't really like watch a ton of Black Ops Two competitive. He's like different. So. I know he's different. I just I didn't really like watch it like. And that, Ghost so. Karma, like that that era, like pre uh champs Karma and into champs before they kind of slacked off for the rest of the year. I'll just take him also because of the way I'm assembling the rest of my team. Mm-hmm. I want Karma in there to kind of do the dirty work. But for my subs, I'm gonna pick a duo that I don't know is the best because they're a little bit slow as a duo. They don't have like crazy pace, no clear kind of entry guy. Yeah. I'm going AW Scump and BO4 Simp because people argue it, but I swear to this day, BO4 Simp is the most different player I've ever seen. Oh, man. I felt like that was a turning point in Call of Duty in my eyes. Like, that's how like strongly I feel about Black Ops 4 Simp. I remember like watching him when he first came into the league, and I was like, I swear to God, I'm watching the GOAT. Like, he was so good at Black Ops 4, and he changed that team. and I mean, clearly it's pretty good. You got a second and then uh, a first and a ring. Yeah, literally back to back events. Yeah, had nightmares for the other and, teams. <laughs> and he assembled the greatest duo of all time, him and Abizi, mm-hmm. in that game. So I, I think I'd probably go like basically the dynasty from different games, Optic Dynasty, and then swapping Hokrim. As funny as it sounds, the greatest player of all time. And I'm putting Bo4 Simp in there. So IW Formal, uh, Bo2 Karma, and then Bo4 Simp AW Scump. Like okay. maybe there's so many honorable mentions you can go to, I but know. like <laughs> I'd say like a Black Ops Four Octane, like I said, Flex is what I thought of like a Bo Four Dashy, I'm like a Vanguard Selium, uh, Gunless World War Two. Wow, there's so many options. Yeah, um, maybe other subs would be like a a Bo Four a BZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of other subs. I think John Bo3. As much as you are not a John fan, he definitely deserves a shout. The champs MVP. <sighs> Zuma yeah. AW clear shout there. Clayster AW for main AR is a pretty clear shout too. Krim Ghosts, Aches, Bo2 or Ghost. All those guys deserve shouts. Yeah. Um, oh, hell of people. Really quickly. If you had to just like pick like your favorite four players from a team, they could literally be four main ARs, four subs. This team doesn't have to win anything. They're not to win. Just like four players from maybe like a certain era you really loved. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> First off, I want Doug Sensor Martin. AW is probably best game. Yeah. Ghost. Ghost yeah. AW. Yeah. BO1 where he won the national championship. He did. <laughs> Any version of Sensor, I want him on my team. Uh, I'd, Black Ops 2, Parasite, Haggy. Ooh, okay. You just made me think of somebody. Um, I'm doing Embos. That'd be a trolley, oh. be a trolley team so far. Doug Embos and who else did you say? Parasite? This team is trolley. And, right. and the Choo Choo Train, Killer. Okay, so we got half of the Fariko Impact squad. And then we got like half of the Optic Nation squad with Bose and Killa. And then you got Doug. This is, yeah. You <laughs> took the not winning anything part seriously. Hey, it'll be trolly. Doug, Doug would be going hard. I think it's be laughing at him, I swear. You did understand the assignment, though. Entertainment value, Haggy, Killa, Bose, and Doug. That is an entertaining team. And, and I know Doug, like. Well, maybe last year when he played Chowdy, I asked Hagee to team with him for a challenge. And Hagee's like, no. Yeah. That is, I mean, you, that is, I would, if that team played challengers now, I would pay to see it. That is pure <laughs> entertainment. I was like, I didn't even think about players like that. I guess like a team I'd really want to watch. I would want 
Oh man, in terms of main ARs, I think I would want like Oh, I don't even know. I always like as bad as it sounds because I picked him. Formal was always my favorite player, like when I was younger. For whatever reason, I really liked Formal. But like my mm-hmm. OG favorite player when I first got into the scene, Big Timer. I think I want Big Timer on the main. Oh, um, big T. <laughs> when you said Parasite, it made me think of like one of my first other favorite old school players, like Black Ops Two Miracles early on in that game. When he was on Impact. Oh. He was like the original Abizi. I swear that hyper aggression, mm-hmm. screaming, zip them up at the crowd. Um, Look at my bag. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got we got Big T on the main. We're getting miracles on a sub. Um, man, one of my other favorite players of all time. I feel like I have to throw him in there. Like a World War II Kenny. I always loved that that version of Kenny. And then a flex. Give me Black Ops Three Naga fan. I know he played more of a sub in that game. I'm a big Naga fan fan. One of our good friends, favorite player of all time, Naga. So I kind of got a trolley team too. Give me Big T Naga fan. Oh. Miracles and Kenny. That team's probably not winning a thing, but I'd be super entertained. Oh, uh, can I get a a sub? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a sub spot. Bla- uh, Black Ops Four, uh, Fast Clogger. <laughs> He's wilding on Twitter lately. <laughs> Fast Clogger. Um. All right, good little fun segment there. Um. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about stage four, kind of early predictions, maybe a, a couple talking points. Um, you got a couple teams you think are on the hot seat heading into stage four. Who do you think you need to see more of, uh, more from to justify holding their roster spot? This could be through the qualifiers, through the major, through the entire stage of stage four. Maybe a team or two you think you got to see more from. If you want me to go first, I can go first. Otherwise, just go for it. Um. Well, Minnesota, obviously. Yep. They got the donut. Yep, that's you got to see more from them. Can't yeah, see I, less. I don't know how you could see less, but you can't see less. Other players definitely need to step up. Mm-hmm. Potentially a potentially a substitute coming in, maybe from for one of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'll do the New York subline. I said bottom out the last two majors, but the, they're pretty decent outline. Yeah. Yeah, I am going to agree with you. Minnesota, I yeah, that's, I mean, we have to see more from them. I was actually going to say New York, too. I didn't know if you were going to say that one. I think we need to see more from them. They're on the hot seat coming to this major. I mean, mm-hmm. if they have another struggle in major, you got to talk about potentially making a change for stage five heading into champs because that would be a first place to a, an eighth place to a top 12. Yeah. It'd be eighth place. It'd be first to eighth to last, like a steady decline all the way to the bottom. So if we see another stage of them finishing like top eight, top twelve, it's going to be time to have a discussion. Despite the fact that they won an event, like you're struggling major, big time. Um, yeah, so on the hot the... seat for me, man. Other teams, I, I was really trying to think and like even looking at the standings and stuff. Um, like obviously, like I said, the New York one kind of stuck out to me, but I'm trying to find it here. I was looking at the standings for some reason. I just lost them. Um, here it is. Um, Another team in the hot seat. Like, as weird as this sounds, it's not to make like a roster change, but Vegas is kind of on there because like we need to see them continue their run from the major and these online qualifiers to make up some points. Yeah. Um, the other team for me, sneakily on the hot seat, LA Thieves. Yeah. I don't I, think they're going to make a roster agree. change regardless. I feel like they're going to stick out this year and then i feel like they're going to make a change no matter what after this year unless they win champs again yeah 
I think I they're going to make a change regardless. It's just just a gut feeling I have. Um, but they're also on the hot seat, so I'm not going with the bottom teams because it's kind of a given that they're on the hot seat. Like it's make yeah. it or break it time for them. But another team towards the top because I feel like Ultra Phase and Optic are kind of riding a high right now. They know specifically Ultra and Phase know how good they are, and Optic is coming off a good run. Mm-hmm. But LA Thieves disappointing. We saw them get to the one final, and they really had a terrible event, getting bounced top twelve as well. So. They're on the hot seat. Got to see something out of them to justify keeping this roster for champs, even though I, I think they're going to ride it through no matter what. It could be interesting if they do decide to go and party ways with someone after the year. I think they're going to unless they win champs. I Based on nothing else besides, it's just a feeling I have. If you win champs and then the next season don't win a single event and you keep the same roster, it feels like you almost have to change. It's kind of like what was uh, Toronto last year and Vanguard. Yeah. And they didn't even win champs. Yeah. They said won the Cold War. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just weird to think that they could win champs, go back to back, not win an event the next year. I, I just feel like they wouldn't stick with that same roster again. Um, yeah. Next thing, players. Players in the hot seat. Uh, specific players you think um, <clears throat> you need to see something from or they'll be dropped. I'd say like, Let's try to go with like the top eight because like we kind of know like guys on those bottom teams like Florida, London, like they're pretty much all in the hot seat. LAG kind of doesn't count because they won't make a change. Vegas, you know, they're towards the bottom. Minnesota, even um, we yeah. know that all their players are basically in the hot seat. So like maybe from seven up, any players on like surprise teams you think could be on the hot seat? Um, I think if Seattle has a bad major, I think it will probably likely come down to Mac because I feel like this won't get ra- go won't get rid of accuracy. Yeah, you think instead of switching up their whole system, they'll they'll opt to get rid of Mac if they had to make a change to accuracy. Yeah, because I feel like this they sh- they could have made a one for accuracy a, a little bit ago. Now he's played good. You know, Mac played yeah. good. Mac's going to be the scapegoat. I feel like I don't disagree with you. I think that maybe accuracy could deserve to be moved, but at the same time, they probably don't want to change system. So if they were making a change, it'd probably be Mac. Although I'd be intrigued by the idea of sliding Sib to more of a main role, getting Mac on the second AR or flex, kind of like he was for a little bit of MW on subliners and then picking up another challenger sub if you felt there was a good sub out there. Yeah. I'd be interested in that idea of just sliding Mac up to an AR, dropping accuracy and getting a second sub in there. I can see why you would say he's on the hot seat though. Uh, I have an interesting one. I think Vivid is on the hot seat. Yeah. I think we saw a good performance out of Boston, but Vivid's been lackluster, and Nero has been a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, Nero's a lot lot more consistent. Yeah, Nero's turning into the point where he's not having as many pop-off maps and then complete stinkers. He's getting to the point where he's like, He's having pop-off maps, but his maps that aren't complete pop-offs are like more consistently like solid. Yeah. Before he'd have some maps where it's just like he's gonna lay everybody's gonna lay maps where they really suck, but like Nero hasn't had nearly as many bad maps. A lot of people were arguing for Vivid because he plays the tougher role, more of an entry aggression role, but I think Nero's been head and shoulders better, like not even close better than Vivid mm-hmm. this yeah, year. And I thought towards the latter half of last year he was also a lot better. And I like Nero a lot more as a player. I think he's a lot better in S and D. I think he brings a lot more to the team. I would much rather have him long term over Vivid. I think Awakening's pretty safe on this team, and I think Beans is pretty safe. Comes down to yeah. the sub-duo. I think that Vivid is on the hot seat, because I feel like he's been so inconsistent that if they got somebody that could maybe slow down a little bit more, match pace with Nero, and be a little bit more consistent, I feel like this team could propel themselves to mm-hmm. consistent top four instead of just a random top four finish. 
So I think Vivid's kind of on I, I would hot seat that. there. Vivid definitely just want him to want him and you would both have the same, like both doing good at the same time because if the whole yeah. team's on, then they could you know win a, an event potentially. The other guy, we kind of—I I actually legitimately don't think anybody in LA Thieves is in the hot seat because I just don't think they're going to make a roster change. Even though I said their team's kind of on the hot seat, I think the other guy—I want to say—is Priesta. As weird as it sounds, I think Priesta's been pretty good this year. But the way I look at the New York team, they're not doing anything with Hydra. He's safe. They're not doing anything with Skies. I don't think. I think he's safe. That's and I deal. honestly think Kismet's kind of safe too, mm-hmm. just because we've seen at times how much of an impact he can have. And like 99 Kiz was kind of the whole like gimmick from the first event. I don't think Priest necessarily deserves to be dropped. I don't think anybody in this team does. I think they just need to work it out. I would prefer them to stick it out the whole year, but because I think that they're going to have to overreact and make a change if they get into their top eight or worse, I think Priest would be the odd man out on the hot seat that they would look to maybe replace. Yeah. Just because I don't think they're willing to drop any of the other three players is what it's going to come down to. I don't necessarily know that he should, but I think he might be on the hot seat if they have a, a struggle event here. Scapegoated. It's kind of like the Shadow situation to, to scapegoat. Yeah, it's not necessarily like he like fully needs to be dropped, but like if they have another bad performance, you think they're gonna go, you know, somewhere? They might try to look around, but yeah. But I don't know. Priest is like he's doing a lot, a lot better than in the past. So I don't know. Yeah, I might just stick it out. Yeah, like I said, I don't necessarily think he like deserves deserves that to happen, but I mm-hmm. could see a world where it does happen. Um, oh, for the thieves, I'll just say. I just want I want this this team to be this overall be better in search. Team sucks at search. Yeah, and they weren't even like the best last year at times. Like that's just kind of like a it seems like that's a theme with their team. They're not the best search and destroy team. I want them to get like I think it's like five hundred. They're like twenty percent winning searches. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And and, and especially Octane, he's got a shop job with them donuts randomly. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um. All right, jumping on to early. This is like wild. Just throw it out there because you basically have to say who you think might be winning. But just like name a couple players on teams you think you could that could win early stage four MVP predictions. Let's let's not even say that. Let's just like because I don't want to like be have us like forced to pick who we think is going to win the stage. Like a couple mm-hmm. players you think not saying they're going to win. A couple players you think could be on MVP watch just because of how good they're going to perform. Even if their team's going to finish top twelve at the event. Just like a couple players you think are going to have a really good stage four um, that are going to be an early MVP watch. Mm. Pred. Pred, yeah, he's he's the obvious choice. I'd say Pred as well. Dashi? Yep, Foptic wins. I'm going to like, I think those are two teams. I don't really think this team can win. But I think like he's going to be in discussion for one of the best players in the stage. I just talked about it and gassed him up. As long as they don't make a stupid decision and change the roster out, because we've heard like people potentially suggesting it. I think Nero. I don't think Boston really has a chance to win. I don't think they're going to win this event. But like just talking about who's going to have crazy performances for their team, I have a feeling Nero's going to have a really good stage. Yeah, definitely. Like an MVP type performance for his team. Mm-hmm. Um, other players, I don't know. I feel like somebody. I feel like. Florida is going to have maybe have a decent like by decent. I mean, like maybe they go two and three and squeak into winner's bracket or three and two and squeak in. I'm feeling like a, a nice little split here out of like capsule. Oh, yeah. Like to go for random players that probably aren't going to win, but could have like yeah. big performances for their team 
Because I would consider like Florida making winners bracket a win for them. Yeah. <laughs> or like Boston making another top four win a, a win for them. Just like any other players for like teams that probably aren't going to win that you think could have big stages. Mm, Donnie. Yeah, he he's coming off a, a hot major. Um, a big major for Tej, your boy. Oh, got to step it up the respawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Search is fine, but the respawn just just lacking. Yeah, I'm looking at guys like like Nero capsule like for random teams. I'm like the better teams. I'm feeling a a nice stage out of Simp. I think he's gonna bounce back. Okay. See something Simp. like that. Simp the jetpacker. Yeah. Um, Kenny. Yep. Definitely a lot of candidates on LA Thieves to maybe propel that team forward. Maybe um, maybe insight, but these teams are so gross. That team. It's also so tough with that team with like Kleenex and Scrappy. They're gonna be the ones putting up the numbers most likely. Insight, yeah, Insight's just the honest player. Yeah, like he's gonna be doing his job, but like in terms of flashy MVP type stats, he's probably just never gonna have them. Unless maybe in search and destroy. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say probably Afro. Gonna have to. Yeah, he's an, he's another sneaky play. If Minnesota really improves, it's probably could be because Afro's playing very well. Yeah. Um, how about your surprise team for Major Four? A team you think is gonna shock us in a good or a bad way? Maybe like you think Phase is gonna go zero and five and shock us all. Like it could be shock us in a good way. It could be shock us in a bad way. You could do one of each. You got a team out there? You think Vegas? Do you think they're going to shock us in a good way? What does that mean for you? Like a three and two, four and one, four and one in the stage qualifiers. Think they're running the table. I'd have to look at what their schedule looks like because that sounds good, but also like they could have a brutal schedule coming up. So they play Boston, winnable, London, winnable, LAG, winnable, Toronto. In Florida, it is actually possible because they the could loss against Toronto. <laughs> they could very easily beat Florida, LAG, and London. Those are literally the bottom three teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they play Boston and Toronto, so squeak out a win. This prediction is actually not looking bad for you. They Vegas, Vegas has to make winners bracket. This is their chance. Yeah, they want to. This is their chance. chance. I mean, yeah, they get wow. They couldn't have had it shake out better for them. On the other hand. I'm so sorry, Florida. Phase, Minnesota, Seattle, Tra, and then Vegas. <laughs> Sucks for Jeez. Florida. London, That's how does their brutal. run get? They have the uphill climb. London gets Thieves, Optic, Boston, Vegas, and New York. Wow. Um, yeah. Might but be the tough team ahead of them, so Minnesota, Vegas is that uphill climb. Minnesota draws Florida and. Um, LAG, which will be there for that. Uh, and then they draw Subliners, Phase, and LA Thieves. So Vegas has a... This is the major for... Or this is the stage for Vegas to make it mm-hmm. up. Your 4 one prediction might not be the bad. So they're good. Do you have any teams you think are going to shock us in a negative way? Maybe a team that's pretty high in the standings that you think is going to have a rough split? I feel it. Mm, see, it's hot. I want to say Phase. Like, it's going to like... I feel like phasing like two and three is like not really a care too much since they're pretty hefty on points. I'm, I'm gonna see if I even think it's possible for them to lose three matches in this. They get, I don't think they can lose to Florida. Um, then they get 
Toronto, you know, that's losable. Get New York, that's losable. Seattle, that's losable. Okay. I, I think I missed the game in there. Minnesota. So I, I feel like they probably beat Minnesota and um and Florida pretty handily. But yeah, the other three matches they do have are against New York, um, Ultra, and Seattle. So you know those those are three losable matches. Yeah, but it's face, so who knows? You never know. Five and zero. I don't know where. Yeah, they might just have their terrible stage where they go three and two. Yeah, just just terrible for their standards. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say like maybe New York, but I feel like it wouldn't be like a crazy shocker if they had a rough stage because they just haven't been playing the greatest in general. I was thinking Optic, but I feel like Optic's gonna have like a, a three and two maybe. Um, yeah. Kind of looking at schedules, I feel like there's a world where Ultra kind of lets us down because they do play. Boston, Seattle, and FaZe. All of this teams. split. And they also play Vegas and Florida, who I think are sneaky teams. Like I think there's a world where Ultra goes like two and three, three and two, which coming off a major win would be kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um like let off the gas maybe a little bit. Yeah. I think there's a world where New York really disappoints because we're expecting a big bounce back from them, and they do have to play FaZe, uh, Minnesota, Optic, Boston, London. Like I think there's a world where they Maybe struggle. I'm going to say Toronto is my team that's going to disappoint us a little bit. I think they're still going to have a fine stage. I think they'll still be in winner's bracket. But coming mm-hmm. off a win, we expect them to go, you know, four and one, five and oh. I think they might go two and three, three and two because of the tough matches they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little worried for them. But yeah, that's that's what all we got. The other thing we got is we're going to be headed to Madison. It's uh, only yes, about an hour, hour and a half from us, relatively close. Not uh, far. My college roommate, one of my best friends, lives in in Madison. Um, so he's pretty close on by. We're going to head down, meet up with him. A couple of our other friends heading down, watching the matches in Madison. So we'll be there for Minnesota versus Florida, uh, 2 p.m. on Saturday. And then the 5 p.m. match is LAG Minnesota. So I'm assuming they'll probably have like a, a setup there where we can, you know, watch the breach versus ultra match that happens in between yeah 100 um, and then they have a, a later match on saturday thieves versus surge i'm sure they'll have like a setup there where you can just like watch on the big screen probably chill all day watching madison it sounds like there is like a vip where you get like a sweatshirt and i saw open bar so it sounds like there might be a bar there we can grab drinks like... grab some drinks vibe <laughs> out yeah vibe out watch the matches so i'm looking forward to that we'll be there in madison you know probably go earlier in the day grab some lunch catch up with my older roommate hang out. It'll be a fun time. I'm excited to go see matches because it's a little preview of us watching a little MW2 on land before we hopefully are able to head out to champs. Yeah, definitely. That'll be so fun to watch. I can see my boy RCDs. Yeah, reasonable tickets too. We pay like less than 50 bucks for them or something like that. Yeah. Even Probably. with Ticketmaster's ridiculous fees. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time. That's not this weekend, but obviously next weekend when the matches kick back up. So that'll be really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. You got anything else before we wrap it up? Um, Not really, but Purdue, what happened? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough for the brackets. The brackets are tough out here. Marquette, sadly, our only Wisconsin team representing yeah. bowed out the second round. Um, if you guys are listening out there and you follow Kyle on Twitter, shout out to Kyle. He's a Marquette graduate. He was down bad 
on Twitter. I saw multiple times this weekend. I believe he tweeted, I need a SIG. <laughs> um, he was stressing. Big Marquette fan, obviously, as a graduate of Marquette. So if you guys are, are following Kyle out there, or if you're not, his Twitter, I still put it in the description because I love Kyle. We support him. If you're uh, commenting on this video or something, go follow him on Twitter and just you know ask him how he's feeling about Marquette. I'm sure he'll appreciate a tweet. Uh, tell him we sent you. Ask him about Marquette. He's down bad. Our only hope. Fenn is a graduate, but I, I I was laughing at him. Ray tweeting about their point guard forgetting how to play basketball, and he was talking about how he needed a cig. I think he posted the Ben Affleck or whoever it is meme of him smoking the cig outside. So that was funny. So go tweet at Kyle. Ask him about Marquette. He'll laugh. Um, yeah, at least uh, his team. Probably, I haven't really watched Marquette, but I, I bet they don't play like 1930s basketball like Wisconsin yeah. still does. Yeah, they got the one up on the Badgers, and it seems like the Badgers, at least recently, usually have the one up on them. So they got that on on the Badgers, mm. the in-state rivalry here. But go tweet at Kyle about Marquette if you're listening to this here. Um, got to get at least a few tweets at him. But thank you guys so much for watching. It's gonna do it for this one. Next week, we'll be back with the predictions. It'll be more of a, a normal episode where we can talk about those. Maybe we'll have a couple more roster changes. You know, a couple more teams could be considering it. But like I said, that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Help us hit that 1,000 subscriber goal. Getting closer and closer every episode. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. That's going to do it for this one, and we will see you next week uh, on a normal schedule getting back to predictions. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.